Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Well, good afternoon, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, I have two questions. One's on a roof and one's on a remodeling I'm doing outside on the front porch. So the roof is fairly straightforward. Uh, in 2016, I installed a very nice multicolored brown architectural shingle, and I'm getting black streaks, streaks on it. It's a one-story house, and I went up there about a year ago, and I had some algae remover, and I kind of sprayed it on and scrubbed it off. It seemed to do okay. The home remedies I see for this is basically there's something growing on the roof, right. and a combination of chlor, uh, bleach, and water sprayed on there just to leave it alone would pretty much take care of it. Have you heard that remedy? I have. And if that's all that's happening, it will take care of it. The unfortunate thing is, and, you know, funny thing, because I'm in Wisconsin right now, and uh, one of the things I noticed as I was getting up into this direction was all the roofs were just perfectly clean everywhere. And and, and I was thinking, you know, this is going to be a subject that comes up tomorrow. And... The problem is where we live, we got so much pollution and stuff that it builds up on the roof and gives all that stuff a place to live and grow. And so you, you got more than just the al- algae and, and, and things growing. You've got the dirt and debris that's got to come off also. They, there are companies who have cleaners that they can put on, and they do a very light pressure washing to clean it off and when i say pressure washing it's really not a pressure wash it's it's really done with just a water hose to clean the roof off and and make it look good again but uh here lately we've had just just so much rain that literally if you'd go up there and put a cleaning solution on it would take care of itself with the rains that we've been having so the, the short answer is yes you could use bleach uh some of the other products that that you can use is like a spray and forget wet and forget things like that that eat away at the algaes but it's not necessarily going to take off the buildup we have from the pollution and and dust in the air and stuff like that and that's where those other cleaners would come in okay uh my second question is on a front porch area uh which above it were pipes so i had five breaks and had to cut that open to for the plumber to find out where all the leaks were. And I'm having a company who is fairly well known on the west side of Houston. They, they're hardy plank approved and so forth and so on. And I we're thinking about putting in recessed lighting in that porch area. Um, okay. We bought a we bought some from Lowe's. Uh, they said it's a new brand. I couldn't tell you the brand right now, but basically it's a recessed light that has a junction box built into the, the light cavity itself, so you don't need to do that extra. Uh, it is an indoor-outdoor light. and has wet rating. Now, have you come into any situations where recessed lighting in a front porch versus a sealed front porch light that mounts to the ceiling? Any problems with those at all? No. No, and especially if it's rated for outdoor use, uh, I would I would not worry about that at all. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you. You bet.
You have a great afternoon. Arnold, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? I've got an attic that's uh, over 100 plus degrees, 115, 120, maybe even 130. I had an aluminum uh, attic um, step put in it, uh, ladder put in it, and I burned myself. It's been that hot. It has ridge vents in it, and I was listening to the uh, don't put, mix ridge vents with uh, fans, attic fans. Right. What else can I do to bring the temperature down? It has no uh, radiant barrier or anything like that. And, you, and you've got lots of soffit vents, right? Uh, th- over 30 and 1,800 okay. square foot. Okay. It's a low, it's not a very high. Uh, or, you know, it's about uh, four to five foot at the most at the peak. Okay. Yeah, then definitely take a look at a ridge, uh, a ridge vent, at a... Uh, Radiant, radiant barrier. Yeah, no. Yeah, you you need to look at at a radiant barrier. You you're gonna want to use a foil type. And okay. are, are you keeping stuff in the before. attic that you're worried about the attic temperature, or is it just for keeping oh, yeah, the house my cooler? Christmas stuff. Oh, yep. I get that one. Okay, so yep. you're gonna want to put the ra- the radiant barrier up on the the uh, roof rafters, and there's a company, Energy Q Radiant Barrier. I have used their Radiant Barrier for 18 years now, and uh, it's the best one I have found. It's strong. Uh, you don't have to worry about tearing it and stuff. You just roll it out, and you can staple it up on the uh, the rafters up there, and everything's fine. That one you can also lay on the attic floor so that the heat that does get in the attic doesn't get into your insulation Penetrate. and it will it will help with your home temperature cooling bill as well so but definitely it, it'll definitely help lower the temperature in the attic for you okay excellent that's what i needed to know all righty thank you, you very take much. care bye have a great day Bye-bye. you as well this comes from mike and katie i want to remove a support post on the first floor what type of contractor could do this? Is it possible? It is possible, but you don't need a contractor yet. You need an engineer to design how to remove that post and how you're going to span across. Because if that is a support post, you got loads that are meeting on that post. And more than likely, boards are jointed up on that post. And you're going to have to span across that. Give Devers Engineering a call. It's Devers, D-E-A-V-E-R-S, at 713-828-8901. And uh, let them come out and take a look at it. It's not that much money, but it sure can save you a lot of heartache down the road. Manny, how are you today? Hello, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Great, great. So, long time listener. I called you a couple times. Uh, You were very helpful. So I uh, even sent an email. I'm not sure if you ever got uh, hold of it. Uh, anyway, we have a two-story home built in 2009, and we have an open balcony on the backside. Uh, we started uh, having a little bubbling in the uh, sheet rock in the laundry room a few months ago, and then I started slowly seeing like a water dripping like drop by drop uh, every time it rained. 
And uh, I had somebody come and open up the uh, sheetrock underneath in the laundry room. We noticed a lot of damage. The sheetrock and then uh, some wood frames right in that corner got damaged. Uh, so I was trying to see what's going on on the upstairs. We have uh, a, you know, uh, uh, ceramic tiles on there. And I talked to the builder. They said that they used some kind of a spray-on insulation and uh, put some mortar on top of it. And it uh, looks like the previous owner added uh, a ceramic flooring. So when the builder came and looked at it, obviously, of course, it's out of warranty because it's 11 years old. Uh, right. They told me, like, in the column, I guess where the siding come together, there was an opening, and the builder representative thought that's where the water is coming, uh, which which uh, kind of explains the wood damage also in the corner. So now the question is, what, are the best, what is the best way to do it? Uh, it looks like a pretty extensive repair, what I hear from the builders, and uh, do you have any recommendations for someone to do it? Well, given where your home is, uh, give Victor's Remodeling and Construction a call. Uh, he does a lot of siding and stuff, and he'll, he'd definitely be able to take care of this for you. And uh, let me get you. Its number is 832-243-9997. So what do you think, what is your read on it? I mean, I'm still kind of learning, you know, what the process is. This is the first home I had with a balcony. So I don't know what the process is like and, you know, the insulation and all that stuff. Why would the water would leak and stuff, you know. Uh, do well, you have any, uh, because when they, when they attach balconies, they have to penetrate through the wall. And anytime you penetrate the wall, you're subject to leaking. Uh, you know, they might have done it right at the time when they built it. But mm -hmm. over time... Every single one is going to leak at some point in time. Okay. So, in terms of like redoing it, I guess now they have to, I guess you know, take the tile out, take the mortar out, and you know, so redo redoing it and sealing it back is not going to be an issue going forward. What do you think? No, it's it's somewhere down the road. It will happen again. That's just the nature okay. of the beast with that type of setup. Uh, but, you know, that could be 20 years from now, but it it is going to happen again someday. Now, okay. done, if if uh, a lot of maintenance work is done to, to prevent it over the years, yeah, you can avoid mm -hmm. it from happening. But the problem is we build our homes and then we forget about it and, and don't do the right, stuff we right, need to do right. to keep them up. Right. Well, I guess that is part of, you know, my fault as well, because I didn't know what the maintenance around the bottom sure. is. I didn't even know all these things until and I had a leak. I mean, I learned a lot about how the balconies are built, you know. Yeah. So and and the big thing you have to do with those balconies is, you know, right. where it penetrates in the house, that's got to all be resealed periodically to, to avoid this from happening. Right. Right, right, right. So I'm also thinking of maybe doing an enclosure, uh, maybe like a moon room or a solarium or something like that. You know, in, in, you know, build the wall up, all you know, further up above yeah. the balcony area and enclose it. So that will probably solve the problem going, you know, down oh, the road. Yeah. But yeah, but for now, I guess. Uh, so, uh, what do you, I mean? What is the extent of repairs you think? Uh, I mean, it's going to Is it worth going to insurance or paying from my pocket or what is that? 
Uh, that one I couldn't answer for you simply because I, I don't have the extent of damage, you know, what all is going to have to come. That's something that a person would physically have to put their eyes on to be able to right, to right. give you any so type of idea. Is, yeah, removing, removing about uh, maybe three, four feet of tiles, uh, removing the motor, uh, removing the insulation barrier, uh, get to the, uh, uh, maybe replace some of the... Uh, uh, and then replace some of the wood in the corner and then putting back together, which is what uh, I, I'm expecting them to do. Yeah. Well, I would, before I'd bother talking with an insurance company, I would get a get Victor out there and get a price for putting it together because okay. it, it may be under your deductible, and if that's the case, there's no point in filing a claim. Right. Secondary, exactly. before I would call my insurance, I'd check my policy to see if it's even covered. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, I mean, because it's, I guess it's a raining, it leaks through the rain, right? So I'm not sure if it, that, that could, wouldn't count as a flood, but because it's an open, you know, the Baltic. Well, it, sure. it, yeah, it does, but when, when it's left open and it causes long-term damage, uh, then they they'll come back and say, well, it should have been addressed prior to this. So right, 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 right. right. So, but get, let Victor okay. look at it first, and then and yeah, then uh, you'll yeah. you'll have more information on it. Let me let me do that. I'm driving. I can't write down a number, so you should be on the you know internet. Uh, right? You yep. can always go to our website thipro.com, and yeah, it'll be there. We're gonna head to Baytown, Texas, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Jim. Good. I have two questions for you. Um, how do you know when you need to replace a hot water heater? You don't have hot water anymore? No, we don't have any problems with it. It's just that every no, once I'm, in a while I'm saying that's how like you... a banging noise. Oh, so. yeah. And what happens is sediment builds up in the bottom of it. It'll mm -hmm. start clanking and making a lot of noise, but it'll still work. Yeah. So doesn't mean you have to replace it. When you have to replace it is when it either starts leaking uh -huh. or isn't producing hot water any longer. Then it's time to replace it, or you can't stand the sound of that. Okay. Uh, well, it's just occasionally, so it's not yeah, that nah. much. So. Don't okay. worry about it yet. All right. My other question is about a um, garage door. It's gotten to where it's like pretty sluggish, so I guess it needs to be old. And I called um, one local company, and they said it's ninety dollars just for them to to come out. And I know it's like a five or ten minute job. So is that kind of like a standard rate, or? Yeah, and and it's actually longer than a five or ten minute job because. Oh really? Yeah. What they have to do is they'll clean all that stuff up, clean the track up, relube everything. And uh -huh. adjust the door. Uh, it is well worth that ninety dollars. Okay, is that something that should be done like once a year, or just when it gets like a just, problem, or just when it starts becoming a problem, then then you'll have it done. Okay. And honestly, I won't even bother doing that myself because it, it really is worth the the money to have them do it. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. Okay. Take care. Bye -bye. This one came from Kevin in Shady Shores. He says, hi, Jim. Thanks for all you do to help everyone. I have a home that was built in 2020 on occasions. Windows throughout the home gets foggy on the outside. Should I be concerned and have someone come and check the windows, especially since they are still under builder's warranty? 
thanks in advance. Well, if you want to get him checked, that's totally fine. But I will tell you, builder's windows, you know, are less than the most efficient windows you can get out there. In fact, they're less efficient than most replacement windows, uh, mostly because they use the aluminum frames, which are the least efficient frame you can get. Um, now, as far as the glass getting foggy, you know, that's a temperature difference. And that's a reason you'll see a couple hours later that the fog goes away. Uh, so, no, it's not something I'd get overly concerned. Now, if it was just happening in, say, a corner of a window or something like that, that would indicate that there's an air leakage around the glass. But if all the windows are getting that uh, basically a little dew, looks like fog on it, and then it dissipates, you know, as, as the day goes on, uh, it, nothing more than a temperature difference and that happens to everything whether it's uh, a piece of glass a piece of steel uh you know uh, it's just one of those natural things that you're really not going to keep from happening so uh don't lose any sleep over it if you want to have somebody check it like i said that's fine but i would i wouldn't get uh, overly concerned about that marie in friendswood says my front guest room is the hottest room in my house and the coldest in the winter. I just spent $20,000 replacing my entire AC system and new air ducts. I still have the same problem, plus a four-year loan to pay off the new AC remodel. Please help. Marie, you're in Friendswood. I have an AC company in Pasadena. You should have called. We would have come over and taken care of it. But call the company who installed the system and have them do an adjustment on it. And the, the adjustment is very simple. All they're going to do is what's called balance the system, where they have to close off dampers a little bit to restrict air going into other parts and move it into the parts that, in your case, they'll, they'll take air and move it into that hot room. And so in the winter months, it'll get a little more heat. In the summer months, it's getting a little more cool air. It doesn't affect the temperature in the other parts of the house because it's just balancing it out to where you get even distribution of the temperature. You know, when, a, when an AC system is initially put in, they're basically balancing airflow. But then we got to go in and tweak it in order to balance temperature control. And let's face it, we're putting in our air, air conditioning systems for temperature control not so much the airflow and uh, it, it's, it's a minor thing that uh, any AC company can do for you now for some reason uh, your company can't or won't do it by all means call due west air conditioning in Pasadena and we'd be more than happy to help you out with that just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to rate and review the podcast it helps people find us Let's head to Wiley and Dennis. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Oh, thank you and good afternoon to you. Um, good afternoon. I've got a long driveway that goes to a RV storage building in the back of the property. It has uh, deteriorated over the years, uh, not only developed large cracks, but then certain parts of the driveway have heaved up or the other part is sunk down one or the other in about an inch and a half. 
And uh, I'm just wondering, is there a way to level those uh, pieces back up again and make them work? Because it's going to be terrible expensive to replace it. Uh, and then uh, resurface it, maybe. Sure. Is the pieces holding together, or are they getting wide cracks in them? No, they're pretty much uh, together. There's um, there's not a lot of separation between the pieces, uh, but they're okay, cracked. and and they're not stair stepping where one side's higher than the other, where you'd stub your toe. They're, so the, they're they're staying pretty level. It's just one slopes off in the other direction and stuff like that. Correct. Well, no, you'd stub your toe if you were walking along and then pick your foot up because. The one piece is up maybe an inch or to an inch and a half in some places okay. over the uh, one that butts up to it. Okay. Then, no, there's not a way to level them back up uh, because the reinforcing has gone bad. Uh, uh, it's not doing its job. Uh, if if the reinforcing, you know, where, where they were staying at, where you weren't getting that stove tub step like you've, you're getting... Then you can use your uh, polyurethane underneath to inject and and bring them back up and stuff. But uh, when the con- when the steel reinforcing has gone bad, you'd be throwing good money after bad. Well, don't like to hear that, but I guess I might as well know the truth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, uh, I-, I could tell you, yeah, it could be done, and then you'd end up spending a bunch of money on urethane and still have to tear it out and redo it. Okay. Well. Anyway, I hope you're having a good time up there in Wisconsin. That's my original home state, but I've been in Texas 52 years and wouldn't go back other than just for a visit. Uh, it's, a, it's a lovely area to visit, but I'm with you. I'm going to get my butt back to Texas when I'm done having fun. <laughs> Attaboy. All right, Jim. Take care. Mm-hmm. Let's head on down to Maubank, Texas. David, how are you? Doing fine, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Jim, I've got a, I've got three bathroom home, and uh, my master bath is the farthest run from the. I'm on a septic system, and I am periodically losing level in the bowl of a commode in the back bedroom or, or in the back uh, master, and it seems to be tied to rain. It seems like when we get rain. Then we'll start losing that level, and then as it dries out, it'll start holding the level again. And when I flush, when I say I've got a hall bath, right. when I flush that, you'll hear it gurgling in the bathtub that's next to it. Okay. And so I, 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 I'm wondering if that's a vent problem or... It is. Okay. How, how old a home is it? Well, it was built in 76, I think. Okay, so you should have PVC pipes under it, but yeah, I, I got an idea that you're having a, a venting issue, uh, and it could be as simple as you know something got in and, and plugged up one of the vents or something. Right. So yeah, I, I was just wondering since it seems to be tied to the rain, if there is something in there that that's allowing it to work okay, and then a little rain gets in there and blocks it off. I don't know. Well, and and that could be if something got down into and and into one of the vent pipes. Sometimes a bird nest nest gets in there. Sometimes squirrels get in there and die. Different things like that that can plug it. And so when we get rain and it doesn't, uh, you know, flow right through because vents are typically open to the elements. 
because right. it doesn't matter if water goes down them. Uh, it, it actually could plug it up that way and add to your problem. Yeah. Well, see, I was a little concerned. Uh, I think I, you know, I may have been, uh, I'm pretty sure this house was built in 76, but uh, the plumbers told me it's got cast iron pipe. Ooh. Well, see, that's the reason I asked the, the question, right. because if it is cast iron, it also could be that you got a break, and that would mess up the uh, venting as well. Okay, and but but how would the rain affect that? When the soils get saturated and expand, they plug it. Okay, just from underneath. Yep. Okay, I, I had considered that, and I was hoping that wasn't the issue. But I I did have a, a one local plumber ran a <coughs> a camera a couple of uh-huh. years back, and and said I had a break. And so I called in another plumber to look at it, and I said I didn't. Ah. <laughs> uh, and so. Yeah. I, I, personally, I, I don't care for the cameras. You know, I mean, if it's a real obvious break, hey, the cameras are great. But I prefer doing uh, what's called an isolation test, where they actually go in with test balls and plug different sections of the system and fill it up to make sure if it's leaking or not. Yeah, like the, just a pressure test on the whole house system, is that? Well, that's a static test, oh, okay. and that's what you do initially, and then you isolate it down to find out exactly where the leaks are. But if it's cast iron and it's a massive leak, you might as well start figuring on replacing the whole system. Well, sure, yeah, I understand. And, and it, I, I definitely, case. and David, if you do that, you definitely got to call my office because I would love to bid on it. Okay, well, I will. Now, one other question for you, and I... I is 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 a household like this is is it suitable for the running the sleeves inside like they can do outside no because they they uh don't have the ability to do uh uh tens and elbow or right. you know okay. it's great for straight runs but not where you got to right mix okay. everything together well that makes sense all right so you you do come to maybank yes sir i'm down there all the time Okay, good deal, then. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. All right. Take care, David. Thank you. So I had somebody call in also and ask me to talk about something as well. Contractors pulling permits. And I, I hit on this periodically, but I, I want to hit this a, a little bit harder because right now there's so much remodeling going on, so many people working on things. And if you get a contractor who comes and says, well, you go pull the permit and I'll do the work, it is buyer beware time. Or worse yet, if you get somebody who agrees to come in and do the work without having a permit, it's not even buyer beware. It's what in the heck are you doing talking to this guy? Uh, One of the things I want to make sure you're well aware of, a lot of times people are asking contractors, well, I don't want the tax people to know that I did this remodel because it'll raise the value of my house. It does not. If you do an addition on the home, yes, that can raise the value because you're adding more square footage. But if all you're doing is, say, gutting the kitchen and remodeling it, that's not changing anything that's going to affect your tax base. But be cautious. If you ask them to do an addition on the house and don't have a permit, if the city catches it, even if they catch it several years later, they can tell you open all the walls up or even take it off and rebuild it because it didn't have the proper inspections. 
don't take that chance. But the downside of hiring a contractor that you pull a permit on, you took responsibility for that job, not the contractor. And say something happens, the first thing that the insurance company, both your insurance and the contractor's insurance, and please don't hire a contractor who doesn't have their own insurance, but the first thing they're going to say is, well, who pulled the permit? Because that is the legal entity that is responsible for the job. And you could be stuck holding the bill, even if it's the contractor who messed up. So don't take that chance. The other thing is, you're not getting comparable bids if you got one group pulling permits and one who's not. The guy who's not pulling permits is always going to be cheaper than the person pulling permits, simply because it's a pain in the butt to go down, get the permit, go through all the paperwork, and do what's needed to do it. In average, you're getting several hours of time into a project and haven't even hammered the first nail in the wall. Don't hire bootleg contractors. Stick with contractors. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.